You ready to go? Let's go. <laughs> the Living List is about going outside of the box. It's a movement. It's a hashtag. It's us and you executing all those things we always said we wanted to do. Ariel Dante. And I am Brittany Sierra, and this is The Living List. What's up, guys? My name is Ariel Dance. And I'm Brittany Sierra, and this is The Living List. So yes. number seven, woohoo! <laughs> yes, to number seven. So um, jumping right into it, today we are talking about living life with no regrets, right? Um, the idea of The Living List is to live out loud and, and not, at the end of your life, sit back and realize, did I should I have done that, right? Or could I have done this? Exactly. So one of the quotes that we chose to kind of open up the show is something by Steve Maraboli. At the end of the day, let there be no excuses, no explanations, and no regrets. So, I mean, first thoughts on that, Britt. How do you feel about that quote? You know, I love it. Part of the living list and why I love doing this with you and everyone listening and watching and just joining us on the journey is that, you know, you want to be accountable to other people, yes, but to yourself, right? Like, I always think of that Beyonce song, I Was Here, and it makes me cry every time I listen to Mm -hmm. it because music makes me cry. But it's like, you know, you wanna be here, and when you're done, like, you only live as long as people talk about you, right? And I want for people to always kind of have amazing things to say about me, that I was a good person, that I made an impact in my community, that you know I made an impact in whatever lane I decided to operate that day, week, month, year, you know? Like, I just always wanna be impactful. You know, I don't necessarily need to be seen, but I, I want for what I do to affect someone in a really good way. You know, I don't wanna be 90 and, by myself and alone and like, you know, what did I do with these 90 years? I stopped living at 30, you know? Exactly, that was such a good way to put it is, I totally agree with you, impact. Impact matters to me. Um, One of my favorite friends always says like, whatever you do, just make sure you made a difference. Well, for me, you know, part of the living list is the fact that we're able to keep each other and our loyal living listers accountable. And um, I think that I spent a lot of time this week focusing on things, not just from the I'm down challenge, which You know, there was a point where I was so glad we had the I'm down challenge because other than that, like, I don't know if I would have the wherewithal to focus on the living list. But now, like, I see growth. Like, I see me actually doing other things on the living list too, not just that one thing that I committed to. Um, Also, you know, I've been really trying to work on things that I find to be impactful to me um, outside of my full-time job. So that is my business, Curie Media. I signed a new client, um, which I'm excited about. Yeah, so I've been working on that and trying to give that as much time and attention I would give my job. You know, that's also part of my journey. Listen. Um, (laughs) And then also, you know, with my family, I've been in DC and it has caused me to kind of think about my impact on my family and like generational wealth. And I'm working on strategies with my father to kind of like just make sure that my kids, my sister's kids, whoever's kids wind up being born, you know, and their kids are gonna be, at least have a strong foundation. What about you? How was your week, Ariel? For me, it's definitely been about balance too. 
I've been I've been uh, training for the 5K is something that I pulled from the living list. We're doing um, a 5K on June 19th. Yeah, uh, super excited about and would love to invite um, all of you guys to come. Uh, it's an important, significant day in the African American uh, community. So we're excited to celebrate that and also, you know, celebrate one of our living list goals that we shared. Yeah. Um, I hate running, uh, mind Same. you. I've been super proud of myself when I'm running because, well, I be I'm I be jogging, and I also that's, give that's myself that. <laughs> right, that's a run for me. I have not ran since I was in like eighth grade, like um no high school track really. That's the last time I've actually run outside. Like I'll get on the treadmill all day. But I've learned that I'm like, I actually like this. Like I'm looking like a crazy person dancing and running down the street. And like, you, there's some freedom when you run, you know, like you're depending on your body to get you where you need to go. Like you feel strong, it's empowering. I, at least I keep telling myself that. So I keep showing up. Um, oh, a couple of weeks back, I pulled for me to do on my website, arieldonce.com and it's done. I'm super excited about it. It's not perfect, but it is done. Also, I am always, both of us are always on um, Living List Life on IG, and we're looking at your stories, and we're looking at your posts, and we get so inspired by them, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like, absolutely share. The little things are not little to somebody. Be surprised, because all of you guys are inspiring me. Like Ariel said, we are doing this 5K. It's being hosted by Christina Hammond. You can yes. follow her at miss cnh on instagram and find out more it's absolutely free it's virtual and you don't have to run you can walk you can jog you can bike you just need to do three miles and yes. we'd be so excited if we all did it together virtually like that yes. just be so cool i'm so excited that um the living list is because you know we were like are people gonna like it whatever you know you know ne you never know right but like we wanted to be like a community of people like doing stuff together like just a there's something to support one another, right? And I really, like, when you say you don't know what's gonna inspire people, just do it. I've been getting so many really, really good messages. Both both of us have. And we've been seeing some of the people who've joined the Living List, like, actually doing their things. We're calling them Living Listers. So, yeah. come join us, be a Living Lister. And, like, like, Kiana, she did a live. She was one of our Living Listers who said that she wanted to do more lives. Yesterday, I hop on her page. There she is on her live. Tamoy yeah. is doing her Instagram videos, you know? Yeah. Her sister is doing, doing nails. Show them all. Show them all. Oh, my gosh. My sister's doing my nails. <laughs> I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. um, we see so much, and we are, to Ariel's point, like, keeping track because we want to be able to encourage each other in our community, right? Mm -hmm. And we want to be like, oh, we see you. We see you. Like, Chantel, we see her doing IG lives all the time. Yes. Um, we see people that we don't know, and we are so grateful for that, who have joined the Living List journey. Like, I look at our page, and I'm like, hmm, you're not friends with me or Ariel? What's going on here? Right. Like, I'm like, who paid her? I'm like, Brittany, you know her. You're like, I, I know. Love <laughs> and then we see you doing things. My friend Amber, she really wanted to make sure um, she stuck to her pottery, even though she's relocated because of the coronavirus. And I saw her, you know, doing her pottery wheel the other day. And I'm like, oh, oh my gosh. Jasmine, you know, she sent us that really cute message. She has decorated her I'm Down challenge. And like, that's what we want everyone to do. 
join a community so that we can just be better to each other and ourselves, right? Because you can only be better to other people if you are the best for yourself. You know, it's like on an airplane, you put your face mask on first and then you help someone else. Exactly. We hope you'll join us um, at Living List Life on IG. Hit us up, send us a private message if you're not a person who wants to put up a video. You know, you don't have to yeah. put up a video to join the Living List. It could be a private thing and we can like, Silently shout you out. Um, our topic for today is living life before like life stops. You don't want to be 90 years old and be like, oh, now it's time to live. You know, you don't want to be 75 years old and be like, oh, I have to catch up on all the things that I've always wanted to do. So we came up with this really cool exercise. It's called a deathbed exercise. And it's basically um, you thinking about you being, you know, 90 years old, hopefully 110 years old. And if you were on your deathbed, what are these champagne moments? The moments that you would like really, really celebrate. So today we're gonna do that exercise with you guys. So if you were, so so Brittany, if you were on, um, if you're doing the exercise, right? Mm -hmm. And you're 100 years old and you're like, these are my last moments. What are the things in your life right now that you would celebrate as like a champagne moment? Okay, um, I feel like I would celebrate, I'm not sure if there'll be like actual events at this point because I feel like I'm at a third of my life and I hope that there's like so much more in the other 66%, but definitely um, like things, right? Like doing what I said I was gonna do. The living list is a perfect example of that, right? Like us actually doing it. Um, deciding to live for myself, which includes like being happy and exercising and taking care of my health and my mental therapy. You know, I'm a big advocate of therapy, like getting myself together. Um, I would hope that my business grows into something where I am sustainable and able to give jobs to other people and create really good stories for businesses to tell. Um, and I hope that I am a good family member, whether that is a mother, wife, definitely a sister, daughter, you know what I mean? Friend, uh, I, you know, I feel like just impact overall. I want to make sure that while I was here, people knew that I was here because of the way that I lived, you know, that I helped my community or, well, there's no or, and, you know, <laughs> was a good person and created opportunity. This is so important to me, even like on a daily level and a micro level now in my life. And even when I was, you know, younger and coming up in my career, that I created a space for, especially for me, young people to work and like learn and feel like they got something out of an experience. You know, I love my interns. Like I treat it so <laughs> you do. Um, like. You know, I just always want to foster a sense of growth and accomplishment and let people know that there's so much more out there than just like waking up, doing the same thing and going to sleep, rinsing and repeating, you know? What about you? Um, for me, I, I think, like I said earlier, um, I had to really reevaluate my, me always constantly doing a plan B to get to plan A. Mm, explain that a little bit. So, um, I've always wanted to, you know, do things like this, do things like the living list, um, put, you know, some positivity out there. Like, 
you know, um, I, I used to grow up saying I wanted to be a little mini Oprah and I'm not going to be Oprah because I, I'm going to be Ariel Dante. But, um, you know, like I just, I've always wanted to like empower women. I've always wanted to, um, make people feel better about themselves. I've always wanted to, um, be the person for younger girls that I needed when I was younger. You know, I felt like I didn't have a crazy support system who told me I was great, told me I was amazing, told me I was worthy. And I feel like I've always wanted to like, kind of step into that lane for people who didn't have that. Because I felt like my life would have been different if I would have had, you know, that big sister, or big cousin to kind of like show me and kind of like bring me, you know, bring me forward as I was growing up. So, yeah. um, so that's something that, that I've always wanted to do and known that I've wanted to do, but I've always been like, you know what, I'm going to get this job, plan B, and I'm going to make money to fuel plan A. Uh -huh. And it's like, I've been doing that for like 10 years, honestly. Right. I started out on radio when I was 19 years old, almost 11, right? When I was 19 years old, I started out on radio and I was like, I started doing red carpets and stuff like that. And I was like, totally living out loud, totally going after my goals. But yeah. then I was like, you know what? If I can get this job to make like X amount of dollars, I can fuel my dreams, right? Which is, which is also realistic. Yeah. But that now that I'm getting older, I'm like, okay, you go to these jobs and you're the type of person that puts your all into everything that you do. You go to these jobs, put your all into them, but you don't leave enough for yourself to actually be working on your craft, to actually be practicing. I don't even have an active YouTube page, <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. Like, so again, always working on plan B to get to plan A. So I think that if I were to stay on that path at 90 years old, absolutely would have a regret. Would be like, you know what? I should have like got a reel together. I should have tried to package myself um, I should have tried to do X, Y, and Z. I should have tried to do things that really matter to me because to your point earlier, it's all about, um, you know, leaving, doing things that create impact, right? Not necessarily fame, but impact, um, making, you know, making an impact on the world around you. So, um, so yeah, definitely that's one thing. Also dating. I say I want to get married, but I don't date. <laughs> like, you gotta How did do it. Happen? Yeah. If I'm a, <laughs> go ahead. No, you gotta do it. There's no right. marriages over here. Right. So like 90 years old, if I were to be there with no partner, no family, I would regret that. But am I taking really earnest, actionable steps towards that? Absolutely not. Um, you know, I'm like, how do you how do you find a healthy relationship if you're working till one o'clock in the morning and you don't text anybody back? Exactly. Right. <laughs> like if people are calling you and, and whatever, and you don't reciprocate, how can it ever happen? So definitely. So when I think about my champagne moments, I think about doing work that matters. I think about having a family. This pandemic has really made me think about what's important. And I do want a family, you know? Um, I want the right family. I just don't want to hop, you know, with Joe Smo sliding in my DMs. Right. But, you know, and you know, I do get DMs. I do get like attention, but it has to be the right person. And then it also makes me think about kind of like the frequency, like what I'm like exuding mm -hmm. when it comes to dating. Right. So yeah. I, I feel like I don't attract the man I want. So who do you feel like you're attracting? I think I attract controlling men. Mm hmm. I think I attract haters sometimes too. 
like I don't know what it is, but like I I've never had like a super cheerleader 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 partner. You know, like I've had like semi cheer. No, I'm lying. I've had cheerleader partners, but I probably didn't appreciate them honestly. Uh-huh. Um, I've had. I think I tracked. Um, yeah, controlling men. Sometimes I, I really do think I track that, and that I think that has something to do with me and what I allow. I so, and also, what do you feel like you're exuding? Right, like when people get the aura of when people you're dating it's the oral of Ariel Dante what do you think that like you're giving them what do you think that feels like I've been told by um an ex-boyfriend that I'm like spoiled like like um kind of like they almost don't give me everything because they think I'm used to getting everything and I'm like, actually, like, you don't even know who I am, you know? And even if I'm dating someone for a really long time, like, it's always like, you think you're this, you think you're that, like, they think that, but like, that's not really me. And then why are you not amplifying that if I think that, you know? Exactly. So, yeah. So that's why I say like the hater, I don't know. Like some people who try to dim my light sometimes, I do date people who like try to dim my light. So. Yeah. And now I, it's so funny because same which is why you know I feel like I kind of took a break from dating too but what I will say is that I think I'm attracted to narcissists Mm -hmm. and like they seem like they're cheerleaders and then they wind up resenting the same things they loved about me and then that's when it's like, oh, you know, well, you're spoiled and I'm not going to spoil you. Or you think you can have everything your way. You just say you want something and it happens. And I'm like, yeah, it's called manifestation, you know? <laughs> like, right, um, you're manifesting it. Yes, but I think to your point, like with this deathbed exercise and, you know, you having us sit here and think about like what you want and the fact that the pandemic hits, I am very, conscious now of like the type of partner I want right you know like yeah definitely definitely like I feel like um you want somebody that you can quarantine with you want somebody who's gonna be like babe here's a cup of coffee I know you out here killing it I know you you want to do a a thousand and one things here's a cup of coffee not like oh my god babe come to bed like all you do is like that's not what you need you know yeah um, you spoke about making your mark, you know, mm-hmm. and part of this death fit exercise. Where are some areas where you really want to make your mark? Um, I, I've always said that I want to, you know, do projects that matter. So I definitely want to one mentor young girls. And I mean, that's a mark that's not like, a, well, it can be a mark that's like public, but it also can be a mark that's super private. Like yeah. I, I take, I always take the time out to like, I, I would love for a young girl to be like, you know what? I didn't really believe in myself, but there was this girl, Ariel, who always believed in me no matter what, who always had a word of encouragement. And not just a young girl, like even my friends, I would love my friends to be able to say, Ariel always supported me, you know? And for me, that's a mark that's important. You know, those are those like, intangibles but tangible when you see how it affects someone's life yeah so um that's important to me um i want to put out my creativity you know i have a thousand and one ideas and almost to the point where it's overwhelming because i have so many ideas that sometimes i have like paralysis that i'm like 
what to do next, you know? And the living list has definitely helped me to get past some of those things. So I want to, you know, they say like when God gives you an idea, it's a gift and you're hiding it from the world when you don't put it out there. So he gives me like, he'd be like, I wake up in the morning in the shower and I have to like get out the shower and write things down. I have mm-hmm. like literally, I have to be like, okay, stop. But I can say through stillness, um, through the pandemic, that I've been able to filter those ideas. Like, I feel like now they're coming and I'm able to like fully flesh them out because I have time to actually think about them. Then I have time to think about like what I'm executing as opposed to like it being so much and I don't really have time to think about it and so many ideas coming. And then I'm like, I'm not gonna do anything. Um. Otherwise, Mark, um, I just want to be, I just want to be a good person and, um, you know, share my energy. I feel like I have a really positive spirit and I know that's not easy for a lot of people, you know, I have some friends where I'm just like, like, I just feel so bad sometimes because I feel like they have like, like a cloud over them or like blinders over them that won't allow them to see the light. Like no matter how good of people that they are, they like are like, there's something that's blocking that. And like, I could say that I don't have that. Like for the most part, no matter what's going on, I'm always like, oh, okay, yeah, let's go. You know, like, I mean, not that I don't ever get down, but of for course. the most part, like I have a, I'm thankful for my spirit. And I realized like, you know, through friends, through, you know, any, through, through the world that everybody doesn't have that. And I want to be like, okay, here's a little bit. Oh, you're feeling sad. Okay. You know, so that's kind of what I want to do. I love it. I think also what you're saying is bringing up a really good point about like comfort zones, right? Like I feel like sometimes we feel most, we think we're comfortable, but it's really like stopping us from pushing through and getting to those other sides and making those strides to be the people that we want to be on our deathbed. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I just think about our stories with work, right? And your plan B becoming your plan A. And like, yes, I say I want to have a work-life balance, but like I didn't start even pretending to have one until very recently this year, right? Um, For me, I'm going to be completely honest. I know that a job and making someone else's project come to life is something that I can do with my eyes closed. It doesn't matter what the job is, where it is, what the skill is. If I've never done it before, like you give me something and you say, I want this done, I'm gonna get it done. And I feel like that's a comfort zone that I have um, lived in for a very long time that has stopped me from maybe, or has prolonged me from having some of those champagne moments on my deathbed, right? Like. I can't, I had this really, really big social justice project that I had like talked about and written down and in my head have sponsors for, and I know what I want it to look like, but like, then I'd be like, okay, well, let me go work. Let me go do this for work and let me do this for work. And it's like, yeah, no, I think that I have a fear. I've had fear of succeeding, not of failing before. So like, that's a comfort zone that I'm trying to push myself out of. Like, I don't have a fear of failure. I really have a fear of succeeding. Like, I don't know what happened that kind of switched, but it's like, okay, now that you do this right, and then more people know, and then more people are in your bubble, and then more people are in your atmosphere, is that something that you want? 
and then what happens when you drop the ball the next time. And it's a horrible, horrible way. And like I'm trying to push through that comfort zone. That's something that I'm like consciously working on every day during the stillness, you know? No, definitely. That's that's a great point. And I feel like a lot of people go through that, that fear of success. And it takes time to identify that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe like, I want to say like last year, maybe a year and a half ago, I started to identify that in myself. Like, mm-hmm. I'm like, you're sabotaging yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I would literally yell at myself and be like, get up, like stop the self-sabotage. Whenever, because I have big goals and dreams and I'm like, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I believe. Yeah. But like when I get to 90%, Mm-hmm. Down. That's me. 90%. Whether it's weight loss. When mm-hmm. I, a lot of times I'm like, oh, I'm going to lose weight. So then I can take headshots, which by the way, I don't have to. I can take headshots now. But we've been saying this for like three years. Saying this for three years. And that's what I do. And, I, and, then, I'll, and then I'll lose weight. I'll lose the weight. And then I'll stop. Because I'm too close. Now, now the pressure's on because I'm like, yeah. oh, crap. I lost weight. Now I got to take headshots. Now I got to actually do what I said I'm going to do. And that's such a real thing. And I'm happy that we've both identified it. And if anybody kind of like sees those habits in themselves, like really evaluate why you're not getting to your goals. If you're at that 90% mark, at that 80% mark, and then like all of a sudden something happens, that may be you being your own worst enemy. Really. Um, and I definitely, I definitely couldn't agree with that more. Um, that, and that, and that will happen and that will unconsciously stop you from those champagne moments, you know, Absolutely. Um, and just boxing yourself in a comfort zone, like being, what do you always say? Like, um, it's uncomfortable to be comfortable. It's a quote you say all the time. That's exactly what I say. Look at your quote <laughs> me. Yeah. At Brittany Sierra, <laughs> follow her. She's quotable. <laughs> Wait, so that's, that's, that's what you say, right? Yeah, it's uncomfortable, but we we trick ourselves and put ourselves on autopilot to be to say that it's comfort. Yeah, yeah is it comforting to sit around and like not that there's any wrong with, anything wrong with like binge watching TV or like wasting tons of time? We should do it at at some point, you know, balance, right? But are you putting yourself on autopilot because you just don't want to deal with it, right? Exactly. Are you scared? You're scared. right. Are you enjoying your time or are you wasting it? Exactly. That's the difference. That's the difference. And so, yeah, it's, so that's why I think it's really important to do things like this exercise to really evaluate evaluate where you truly want to go. And then, like, are you doing the actionable steps right now to get there? And if you're not, the great thing is that you've identified that. And then you can kind of come up with the next steps. And it's not going to happen overnight. Like, with what you're dating, you just start dating. But, like, it's not like you're like, you know what? I'm date. First of all, she has to date and get through all the weeds, right? So, like, it also takes time for for things to come up. But, like, it's on you to get the ball rolling. There's a saying, um, you are the master of your own destiny. And I, and I um, definitely believe in that. Like, you have the, you have the, you know, you're in the driver's seat. You're in the driver's seat to control your life. If today you decide, you know what? I've been going north for 25 years. I wanna go northwest. I wanna change that direction just a little bit. You can do that. You can wake up and decide, I wanna be a completely different person. Yep. But it's fear, it's comfort holding you back from that, so. Oh, I feel good now. <laughs> I feel good too. This is a good, 
we started this very early this week um, and actually in the middle of the week versus on the weekend. And I feel like this is going to propel us through the rest of our day and work week. Yeah, no, I feel like I feel good. I feel lifted by it. And I, I want to. So so this I think this is a good time to really talk about like we talked about comfort zones. Um, and we always talk about this idea of living life outside of the box. But like, what does that actually mean? What does that mean to you? Uh, for me, outside of the box um, really just means that I live life according to how I want to live it, not necessarily societal pressures. I don't think there's a, a one box fit all uh, for how you want to live. But it's like, I say this all the time, right? Like what happiness, what success meant to me as a kid versus what it means now, right? Like that's changed. Like success isn't a dollar amount necessarily. Um, success isn't a position at a company for me necessarily. Like success is me being able to plant and grow the seeds of generational wealth. Success is me being happy with, you know, the way that I think and the way that I treat people and the way that I treat myself. Success is me being able to pick up and go when I want. That for me is so important. If I could be a digital nomad, which is the goal this year. Yeah, it's like, it's honestly the goal this year where who knows when we need to be in the office. And honestly, that is not a priority for me. I want to work from other places. I want to experience life. You know what I mean? And for me, experiencing life does not, because I have the means, it does not just happen like on the internet. I don't have to learn about anything just on the internet at this point. Um, So for me, that's what my outside of the box or the box that I put myself in, you know, that's what my success is. That's what my happiness is. And I don't need to wait years to start feeling it. You know, I, I'm blessed in the fact that like I am kind of self-aware and I do take assessments of myself, but in the same time, I do have that comfort zone that I've been trying to push myself out of. And I, I really feel happiest when I'm creating, when I'm helping younger people and when I am on a beach or like just something new, experiencing something new, even if it's in my own city, you know? And again, like honestly, the living list and us executing it couldn't have come at a better time, honestly, because my, I'm ready. You know, my mind is ready. My my soul is ready. Like I am ready to live the life I deserve. Honestly, hey. you know that's what that's what my box is. That is what out of the box is for me. You know, and I think it's important too to note that if you want to work nine to five at a office and retire from there, and that's what makes you happy, that's okay too. You know, I think that. For me, out of the box is being comfortable saying, this is what makes me happy and this is what I'm going to do. I think that's a good point. Um, First, yeah, I think that's important that you noted that it's like, this is just what we're saying. If if a nine to five is what completely makes you happy, that's amazing because sometimes people are like, I want to check into a nine to five and then I want to be with my family afterwards and I don't want to have to think about something. Being a business owner and being someone who's... who's literally in charge for like the money coming into your account, that's also a second set of pressure and maybe sometimes more pressure than having a nine to five. But for us yeah. as like creatives, it's hard to like dedicate all the, that time, all that energy into other people, building other people's dreams. When you have these dreams just sitting on the side that you're neglecting. So um, yeah, I think that was, that was a good point. Um, for me, 
outside of the box is just being free. Like if I decide outside of the box tomorrow is I want to go and I want to bust it down in the club, whatever, that's what I want to do. If I want to be 40 and I don't necessarily want to be 40, 50 years old at the club busting it down. But if I decide, you know what? Baby, hold on. You know what? Let's go to the club tonight. Let's go with those young people. Let's. I want to go in the club and twerk. I haven't twerked in years. Like you know, <laughs> that's what I decide to do. I want to do it. I don't want, you know, age to be a limitation for me. I don't want uh, my gender to be a limitation for me. I don't want societal pressures. To your point, to put me anywhere that I don't want to be. So for me, the biggest thing on living life outside of the box is just being free. So defining that day by day, moment by moment. If right now I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to work. No, I gotta go to work. (laughs) But you know, like being responsible, I'm not saying, you know, be a hippie. And I mean, if you wanna be a hippie, but for me, I also wanna pay my bills. So, you know, like just doing what makes me happy. And outside of the box for me is also identifying that. Being self-reflective, like being aware um i feel like i'm growing into this amazingly self-aware person i can't say i've been like this always but i'm like really doing the work of identifying like what are you doing ariel like oh girl you bsing again huh that's you <laughs> I see you. like calling myself out like oh little girl mm-hmm. i see you like no we don't do that no more um I, I i've been saying to my friends that in the pandemic like i've been like parenting myself all over again you know like okay what are your habits what are your what are, what is your routine i didn't really grow up with like a crazy routine like i went to bed when i wanted I, you know so i'm learning that like i kind of thrive a little bit better in a routine and so i'm like okay like you know even like talking to myself nicely and like just like really you know raising myself so yeah. um yeah i want to um travel Definitely. And you know, on my list is to go to every country in the world. Yeah. And I watched that video back. And I was like, how am I gonna do that? But like if I say I wanna do it, it maybe it maybe I'm FaceTiming with someone in a remote village that I never heard of, but I heard it was on the country, the one hundred and seventy five country list. And I'm and I can still do that, you know? Just like believing and the things that, you know, I feel possible because I feel like if you have the wherewithal to dream it. It can be yours. So that's great. The boxes for me. But what do you think? Um, we talked about some of the things that kind of hold us back from being outside of the box. So what are some of the things um, that have held you back? Honestly, for me, it really is just a me thing. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't really feel like anything or anybody has ever stopped me from doing anything I wanted to do, other than me. Like, and that I don't feel like that's a blanket statement. That is absolutely tailored to me you know like some people have had other things that absolutely would be obstacles I have not you know it really is just me like I have no one else to blame I wish I did I don't have anything else to blame it's literally me it's Mm -hmm. it's that um I think that I you know you talked about this earlier where like you feel like God has given you lots of gifts right and I feel like you know he's given me lots of plans lots of gifts lots of vision and sometimes I did not think that I was ready even though he called me Mm -hmm. you know and I think that as I get older and actually work 
and um, for other people and in other environments and, you know, turnovers happen and I, I work and see more people as they work, I realize that we are absolutely cold and ready, honey, because <laughs> people are going to the calls and maybe they're not even necessarily called to do it, but they're answering the calls and they are getting these positions, they're getting these projects, they're doing this work and if they could do it, you could do it. You know what I mean? Like, listen, say it again. Listen. You know, a lot of okay. people, I don't know if the wrong number was called, but they got some calls and they got some big calls. And it's like, well, Dag, how did their number come up? Because, honey, it's not the caller for this, <laughs> but they did it. But had I, and it's never too late, at least at this point, not too late. And that's why I'm really pushing myself to do things that I believe in and that have work that I'm proud of, right? Um, had I listened. So now when I get these like ideas, I'm jotting them down. I'm creating a note. I'm creating a voice note. I am finding like-minded people to execute. I'm talking to my resources and my, my network and I'm saying, what do you think about this? Or if I know somebody's dead at something, I'm not afraid anymore to ask like, hey, I'm really interested in this, but I don't know where to start. And that also came from, remember that living list challenge, the I'm down challenge, where I had to pull talk to three people that, uh -huh. you know, I always kind of wanted to connect with, but yeah. didn't really. That has actually like changed the course of my life. You I know, like it has made me feel more comfortable, like talking to people that aren't like in my close circle and knowing that like, the world isn't gonna explode because I let somebody else in. You know what I mean? Someone's not gonna, it's not an opportunity for someone to like disappoint you, you know? Right. And honestly, therapy probably helps with that too. Therapy and the living list is saving my life. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, for me, I just, I've always been my biggest hurdle. What yeah. about for you? Um, I think that me, definitely me, um, and it took me being alone to realize that. Like, I think when you kind of like coming to New York, being on my own made me realize like, oh crap, like I used to say like my family, even though they were a little haters at, at a certain point, <laughs> um, but they're very supportive now. But at a certain point, they, you know, I think my parents, they just didn't, they, it was out of fear of maybe like them just wanting me to be successful that yeah. made them try to deter me from what I chose to do with my life. Um, because they're, they're, you know, blue collar, like Dr. Lloyd, I mean, not, not even Dr. Lloyd, like nurse or something like that's a good career. Or like, I remember my mom was super excited when I, when I got a job at Verizon and she's like, they have a 401k, like, you know, like, for them, they just like get a good job that has a 401k and a retirement plan. And everything I happened to choose was none of that. But now I ended up getting a, a job in my field that has a retirement plan, 401k, but it was scary for them to see that, right? Because yeah. they, they couldn't see it. And that's why your gifts are yours. And sometimes you're going to be the only one who saw it, who sees yeah. it, you know? And that was the case. So I feel like I used to feel like it was like my family, like they don't believe in me. They, they, um, you know, like hold me back. They kind of like downplay my dreams. But then I got to New York and I started, you know, working at an amazing company. But then I realized I still wasn't working on my plan A. I was like, oh, you was, it was you. <laughs> like you, it was you doing that the whole time. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so that's something that definitely um, I realized that it's, it's, you have the control over you. So 
Um, I'm trying to think, are there other, I think relationships, but that I think that that is also a function of me, not like knowing correct boundaries in relationships and not, not being like, okay, if this relationship doesn't serve me, I can't be in it. So that's yeah. also back to me, you know, I could say a relationship helped me back, but I also chose to be in the relationship. So um, yeah, I think it all really circles back to me at the end of the day. So that's why it I is important to have those supportive partners and friends though. Yeah. Like I can see how that can be a snowball effect and absolutely deter people from sticking to the vision and the path that they should be on. Yeah, no, definitely. Because I mean, when the people who are supposed to be, who are your built in quote unquote support systems are not that sometimes you're like, oh, okay. And that's why I always will say I'm thankful for my spirit because I was just like, oh, you think this is stupid? Perfect, I'm gonna do it anyway, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like that, and that has always been like, and, I, and I'm also thankful for their nose and their like rejection all the time when it comes to like the things that I wanted to do because I notice now that when people tell me no or people like laugh at what I'm doing or think it's impossible, I'm kind of like, like it literally doesn't affect me. Like I'm literally like, cause I'm so used to like birth me saying like, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm like, it doesn't, I'm like, oh, okay. I remember um, <laughs> when I was trying to do radio, I submitted this air check to my um, program director at the time, right? And she, um, I sent her, I sent it to her. I was all super excited and an air check for anybody who's ever done radio An air check is not like easy breezy to do. Like you spend time on it. You can record it over and over. Like you're pouring your soul into this thing. Right. Yeah. So I send it over to her and I'm like, okay, I'm super excited about this. She sends me back this email from her perspective that she thought was so nasty. So she sends me back this email, like, I'm not looking for a Wendy Williams 2.0. That's a line that I, like, remember from it. And she said some other things. And I and I went, and then she called me. She's like, come down. I'm like, okay, cool. And I went over. I was like, I really want to thank you for the constructive criticism. Um, you know, I can never get better if I don't know. So thank you for being honest. And she was like, oh. She was like, that email was so mean. <laughs> she was like, I was calling you down to apologize because I probably shouldn't have sent that. And I was, and she was like, honestly, she was like, you're going to do amazing in this industry because your skin is so tough. But like literally in my, because I'm used to, again, like, girl, that's, you know, I'm used to that, like almost low-key abusive, <laughs> um, you know, like talk in terms of my goals. I um, never, it didn't affect me. So, yeah. um so yeah, so outside of the box for me, and you know, it's just doing the things I wanna do. And we wanna hear from you guys. Um, Ariel came up with this really cute segment that we definitely should incorporate into every episode called Survey Me Please. And we wanna know in your experience, where like the top things that are stopping you or have stopped you in the past from completing your goals or living outside of the box and having these champagne moments so that we can identify them and push them to the side. So that can be relationships, jobs, financial obligations, family obligations. Uh, I think I said family, but like your parents. Yeah. What is it? Anything, anything, like just anything you can think of, you know, that, yeah, yeah. that one thing that has held you back. And then we want to really identify those things that we get from you guys to kind of work through them. So if relationships has, have held you back, 
you know what? Let's have a relationship expert come on the show. We'll talk about, you know, our interpretation of what we think a healthy relationship is. Was it us? Was it them? I think it was them. <laughs> but um, they'll help us identify that. If, if it's a family issue, we can have a family therapist come on the show and help us through some of these things. Yeah. Because in order to get out the box, you have to really identify what's holding you in mm-hmm. and how do you get out. And sometimes it takes a village to do that. So we'll be that village. I'm excited for that. So when you listen to this episode, definitely go to Living List Life on Instagram. There will be a poll. You tell us the top five things that are um, actually stopping you. Survey us, please. And we will definitely incorporate that into our season. And... I feel like this is a really good segue to the I'm Down Challenge. Okay, so you have your list all written out. But where is the plan? Take a task at random. And we execute with intention. You down? I'm down. So this week, you're going to have to create a three-month plan. For what? That's what it says. (laughs) Oh, like, just like, okay. All right, that's fine. So do you want to come up with, do you want to do a three-month plan for like your whole life or come up I with I think a, so. I think that's okay. what that meant. But I'll break it down. And I'm, I'm going to be so excited to share this with you guys. Yes. I'll break it down for like professionally, you know, relationship-wise, body-wise. Like I'll break it down into buckets, but like, yes, a three-month plan. And this week you have to, you have to sew something, Ariel, which you can't really oh see. Oh my God. Okay. I have to sew something. All right. So I have to go to like Michael's curbside pickup, <laughs> then learn how to sew. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get on YouTube. Uh, yeah. All right, I'ma sew something. So yeah, you'll absolutely see us knock down these I'm down challenges. We're so glad you tuned in for episode seven. And we're gonna end the show off with a quote that I feel like is super appropriate given everything we've talked about our champagne moments, our deathbed exercise, and living outside the box. It is from Ray Goforth. And the quote is, there are two types of people who will tell you you cannot make a difference in the world. Those who are afraid to try and those who are afraid you will succeed. I love it. I love that. So your vision is yours. Go out and do it. We're so glad that you tuned in for The Living List. We will see you later. See you next time.